Welcome to the Rooted Network podcast. We are here recording from the Mill Street House in Louisville, Texas. And I am here with my friends Michael Bethany and Lauren Chandler. Hello. And joined on the phone with Meredith Andrews. Hi, guys. How's it going? <laughs> Thanks for joining us for, for this podcast, Meredith. We've, we've known each yeah. other sort of via the interwebs. That's for right. a few years now, and uh, I've just loved uh, seeing you watching your ministry from a, from a distance. And one of these days, we'll actually meet in person, and that'll yeah, be awesome. That, that needs to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I, I should be in Nashville sometime soon. We can check it out. Okay, but cool. Let of, me know. So you're in Nashville now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about sort of your journey to get there, and. Um, and all of that. How that? Yeah. How did that come okay. about? Yeah, for sure. So um, my husband Jacob and I have been on staff at a church in Chicago called Harvest Bible Chapel. Um, I came on staff in about 2006, and um, he came on staff shortly after we got married in 2008. So um, it's basically been most of our adult lives that we've been a part of this church. And um, Two and a half years ago, we just felt like the Lord was calling us to Nashville. We um, didn't necessarily want to leave Harvest. We just felt like God was pulling us. It was kind of an undeniable, this is what the Lord is saying. We want to be obedient. Didn't exactly know what it was going to look like. We didn't have a plan of, um, you know, going to another church or, um, you know, any kind of like full-time position. It was just, we're going to go to Nashville um, we're going to set down some roots there. We're going to write, we're, you know, my husband's a songwriter too. And, um, he really wanted to be producing more. And so he's had other opportunities since we've moved here. Um, but then just in January, we, um, we kind of got, we got plugged into a church here in Nashville called the belonging over the last year. And in January, um, decided to come off staff at harvest and we're still involved with them, you know, I, they're family to us. So we're still going up there periodically to lead worship at the church. And then, um, on the road with vertical church band, um, that we were a part of, you know, from the beginning. And so we feel like in a lot of ways, it's kind of our baby, but, um, and we just love that team so much and, and what the Lord is doing through them. Um, but we, as we were just kind of leaning in and praying about God, what do you have for us? What do you have for our family? in this season and, and why Nashville, we just felt like the Lord was saying, I want you to come out from under the uh, financial umbrella of harvest. And I want you to plant yourselves in Nashville with both feet, um, both feet on the ground there in, in the church where you're serving, um, where you're volunteering. Um, and so we did, and it was a, it was a big faith step for us because, you know, like I said, we've been, a part of Harvest our whole adult lives. Um, we've had that steady salary from from a church um, for that long. And so it was scary for us, but it was something that we just knew. We're like, okay, God, like we're in. Whatever you have for us, whatever you want for us, that's what we want, you know? And uh, it's been amazing just in the last three months of having to rely on God in a way that we never have before. Um, of kind of just taking a big step of faith, a, a leap of faith, if you will, and just saying, okay, God, like we want whatever you want. And we don't, we still are in that place of just 
okay, God, what is it today that you want us to do? What, you know, what have you set in front of us right now and help us to be faithful in that? It's that sort of mindset. And it's very scary at times, but it also forces you um, to live from a place of complete dependence on the Lord. And I just love that. And I don't think I've ever fully had that opportunity, especially from a financial standpoint. And so um, it's been amazing because I feel like we're hearing God more than we ever have. And um, we're having these opportunities where we nece- wouldn't necessarily have before because we didn't re- either have the margin for it or the headspace for it, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, just being able to say, okay, God, um, this is kind of a blank slate for us and we're all in. And the answer is yes, before we even know the question. Mm-hmm. It's a really neat place to be in. That's really good. I think um, yeah. what happens so often is that worship leaders do get so dependent on, and this is not just worship leaders, this is really anyone in ministry, you can get so dependent on the income of a church that you are sort of paralyzed to to, right. to maybe step out in faith and do what God's calling you to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I imagine all yeah. of us have sort of been there at some point or another. Yeah. So I love that you you guys are just saying, yes, yes, Lord, whatever you ask. Talk about a little bit about the balance of of life now in this stage because it's you know it's totally different for you than what it's been in the past how do, how do you balance family life and serving in your church and artist life yeah. and all of that right well you know i wouldn't say it's totally different um because even though we're not on staff at a church we're still serving at our church it's not every weekend it's more like twice a a month um but then I'm still traveling and leading worship at conferences and doing women's events and, you know, just various other touring kind of opportunities. Um, but what is different in this season for us is that I feel like we do have more margin than we've had in the past. And when we moved to Nashville two and a half years ago, um, and I talked a lot about this, uh, my whole last record was about um, that transition in that season because it it was it took such a toll on our marriage and on our family um, that not not the move itself but just kind of where we had allowed ourselves to get to um, from a place of we were just burned out and um, that we didn't have any re- weekends free you know like every Saturday we were at one church or another and there's nothing wrong with that it but if if it's too much for you in that season, if it's too much for your family, if it's depleting your marriage, then I think that uh, it's not healthy. <laughs> you know, I think that's yeah. kind of goes without saying. And we just didn't know how to get out of that cycle of feeling the need to say yes to everything um, to the place where it got us just rock bottom. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and it's amazing what the Lord has done in the last two and a half years to completely rebuild our marriage in, in, a, in a way that we're able to actually go like no margin and rest. Those are some foundational things. They're not just things we fit in if we have time or if we have a chance or if it works out. These are things that we need as a family um, and as a married couple to implement. You know, they're pillars in our marriage if we want to be healthy. And so we're just operating from a totally different place now. And I think that, I, you know, just it can be so difficult to do in ministry because, um, you know, whatever your position is or whatever your role looks like, whether you're in a mega church or a tiny church, you know, that you're kind of working a part-time job 
and leading worship on the side, like I know that those things can be completely consuming. Um, but I don't think that in God's economy, he's saying work harder, work harder, work harder. Like, I don't see that. Like, I'm not saying be lazy, but I, I think his economy is always like priorities and, um, and delegation and rest and just partnering with the Holy Spirit and going, God, what have you actually called me to? And what am I doing that you haven't called me to that's, that's wearing me down and that's wearing my family down. And so I think as people in ministry, we just have to pay attention to those things and, and, and be really intentional with our families and with our own relationship with the Lord, where, um, we're not pouring out from a place of, Oh, this is a job and this has to get done, but we're pouring out from a place of I'm drawing from a deep well and, and my family is healthy and my relationship with Jesus is, is right on. And, um, and yeah, so I don't, (laughs) when it comes to balancing all of those things, I think it, it's not about juggling. It's more about saying, okay, God, what have you actually called me to? Um, and saying yes to those things versus everything that we could potentially be doing. Yeah, that's good. I would love to know, um, how that, maybe looks practically for you in building margin. So I know that you and Jacob have led worship together for quite a while, and it was just kind of the two of you. And then you keep adding sweet little babies, which I think you have three, right? Yeah, we have three, just like you guys. Yes. And, and holding, as far as okay. I know. We're, we're held. We are indefinitely held over here. We've, we've yeah. made provisions for no more. So and it's all I can handle. That's how big my, my little my what a quiver is um but i would love to know what what does that look like for you yeah well in this last uh in the last let's see six months eight months um i have we have brought on basically full-time help and um and i know that that's not practical for everyone i know that's not feasible for everyone but we actually said this is something that we need as a family. So we cut out other things and, um, and it's a girl that's basically become part of our family. Mm -hmm. And like, I I can't imagine life without her. She's like my little sister now. And, um, so that's one thing because now I'm able to, on the days that I'm not traveling, Mm -hmm. um, I found that in myself, I need to schedule, I need to like make a plan. I'm going to have these days with my kids and I'm going to be all in with my kids and then I'm going to have these days when I'm riding and I'm taking care and it's more of a creative process. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to have certain days that are logistical, um, where, you know, I'm working through, I've got to go through my emails and make sure I'm answering everyone. I've got to, um, take care of some travel stuff. I've got to look at my calendar for the next six months and just kind of see like where the holes are, what do I want to block off and what do I want to fill? And, um, so it like, for me, it's just trying to be intentional with everything because I can't, um, you know, I, I, in some seasons I can multitask, but it's better and it's healthier and think more things get done. I think when I actually designate certain days for logistics, creativity, family, um, that way when I'm doing those things, I'm not distracted or I'm, I'm not, you know, like with, (laughs) I'm just, that's why I'm sitting in my minivan right now, you guys. Yes. Like I can actually have a conversation with you and not be interrupted by three 
small humans, you know? Um, Well, I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes because I, I have a little bit of ADD, so I'll just distract myself and I'll try to get everything done on all the days, you know? And so that's so good of establishing a rhythm where you're like, this day I'm going to focus on this, this day I'm going to do it here. And then also I want to commend you for, I think as women, we can think that we've got to do it all. And so to gasp, ask for help or budget and help is, um, we're failing as moms. And so to embrace that, I think is so good. And even seeing it as, an opportunity to uh, gather someone into our family, like a young woman like that, that not only blesses mm-hmm. us, but ends up being a blessing to them too. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to say, I want to commend you for that. Oh, well, thanks, Lauren. It took me a while to get there. <laughs> Thank you. Because, and I, I learned the hard way, basically, because I tried to do it all myself. And I realized like, this isn't possible. And if I'm going to do what the Lord has called me to do, as in, be a wife to Jacob and a mom to these three little ones, as well as lead worship and write songs. And like, I've, I've got to, mm. I, I need to bring in someone that can come alongside our family and partner with us and love my kids. And, and that's what we've done. And it has been the best decision. Yeah. So I think that's great. Yeah. And I think about, you know, whoever's listening right now and the women that we might be listening, you know, maybe they can't do just a, a you know, part-time nanny or whatever, but even just right. to get Mother's Day out so that you have yeah. a day where you can do those things that God has called you to do that are not um, opposed to the home, but also, but are what the Lord's given you to do. Yeah. So, and to not feel guilty yes. for that. Yeah. That's right. That's so good. Yeah. Good. Well, Meredith, um, we've not got a chance to meet, uh, but, but I'm Michael and uh, so it's good to, hey, meet you. good to meet you over this podcast. <laughs> you do. Um, so um, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of what you guys have done. And um, I think it's interesting the, the role you have now with the local church where you read the local church, but you're also doing the artist thing. And you've kind of, uh, not, not to say one foot in, one foot out thing. It, it may seem that way on the outside, but I've experienced it a lot where, where I'm traveling a lot, but I'm also committed to the local church. Yeah. And I know how difficult that can be. And I think that's People may take that for granted. They think, well, you know, you're famous or you're popular or whatever. But that's a very mature role to take, a very um, tough job to do. Could you just kind of talk about how you balance your commitment to the local church and staying connected uh, with the people? And also, how do you prioritize getting things done outside the local church that God has uh, kind of given you guys to do as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. I um, I've, I have found... Um, in the last, you know, 10 or so years of um, being such a part of, an, of a local church that I have to have that foundation um, for what I do on the road. And, you know, there's a lot of, there could, there are a lot of artists that are out on a regular basis on the weekends that are not able to plug into true community yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of a lot of those artists that are friends of mine that I know, and they're finding it um, in in cell groups, you know, during the week because they're only home Monday through Wednesday, and they're on the road Thursday through Sunday. Um, but the church that we go to actually um, meets on Sunday nights, and it meets on Tuesday nights because Nashville is such a transient culture. Um, so there are so many people in this town that leave on the weekends to go play music. And those were the people in this town specifically that were falling through the cracks. And so it's really cool 
um, how the Lord has raised up this church just to minister to those people specifically. Um, but I will just say as, uh, as a believer and as an artist that I have to have that community, um, around me. I have to have that accountability. I have to have those relationships, um, or else I tend to isolate myself and I can become an island and trying to do what I do on my own. Um, instead of, instead of in community and overflowing from community, because I think that, um, for those of us who do, you know, lead worship at a church on a regular basis and, and we have that family and that, um, that community there. And then we take it outside. Like it's, I see it as what I do at church and the person that I am at church and the way that I'm being filled in that, um, in that place. And with those people is actually flowing over into what I do on the road. And, and that's why for me, it's so essential to be plugged into a, a, a body of believers that is preaching the word and people that, um, will call you and just say, Hey, how are you doing? You want to get coffee? Like what's going on? What is the Lord speaking to you? What's he doing in the season of your life? And, um, and that's why I'm so passionate about like artists in our town and artists everywhere who are traveling a lot of weekends, just making sure that they have those connections and they are part of a local church because I mean, I can't, I can't like preach it enough, you know, just that community and that accountability and that, um, just family environment because it is so foundational. And I believe that as I am being fed and as I'm serving at my church, um, then it changes what I do and what it looks like on the road, in other churches, on tour, you know, at conferences, because it just informs it, if that makes sense. You know, I'm being filled up in my local church and I'm being sent out, essentially, to pour out. And that's kind of how I see it. It's really good. I don't, I don't know that that necessarily answered your question. <laughs> no, it really, I think that does speak to it. I mean, there's a lot loaded in that conversation because... Right. There, there, there's a there's a tug of war I think between the local church and the music industry. Yeah. Uh, sometimes yeah. there's a feeling that the local church uh, wants to you know wants all of your time and and maybe that's what you should be doing. But then the season may be different. But the local church may still feel like it needs all of your time. And then on the sure. other side of it, it's tough uh, because you know to really establish what you're doing in Nashville and outside the local church that takes a lot of work too. So just knowing what right. season you're in and just allowing God to just kind of walk with that, you know, through that with you. It just, that's a tough, that's a tough uh, struggle there sometimes. Yeah, for sure. But I think it does change from season to season. You know, there will be seasons of your life where you're hidden and there will be seasons in those, in those moments when you feel hidden that you're growing and the Lord is preparing you and the Lord is deepening you and he's doing a deep work in your heart because if, if he doesn't, then, um, whatever we do, you know, outside of like, when we move on, we, when we kind of like branch out and are sent out, then it's those hidden moments. It's that, um, deepening that actually sustains us, Mm -hmm. uh, when the Lord does give us a platform and those seasons are going to ebb and flow. Um, Mm-hmm. And they have in my own life, you know, like I've been, I've been on a, with a, a record label for 
about the same amount of time as I've been a harvest. And there were seasons where, you know, I was making a record and I was touring and there were seasons when I was mostly home. And, um, and I think it's just like you said about just paying attention and leaning in and just asking the Lord, okay, God, what is it right now in this moment? Because I, I can tend to get it, try to get ahead of the Lord and be like, well, what's happening in two years or what's happening? What do I need to do for in like a year? You know, instead of just what is right now, you know? And, um, I felt I I just know the Lord to be faithful in in giving you peace. He might not, you know, write it in the sky, but he gives you this peace that passes all understanding and you can follow the peace of God. Um and I don't I don't think it's a thing of um at all of going, Oh, I Lord, I don't want to miss your will, I don't want to miss what you have for me in the season. I think as long as you're spending time with the Lord and you're in his word and you're seeking him, like you're not gonna miss him. And if you take steps of faith because you feel the peace to move in that direction, he's going to shut the door if you, if that's not the direction he wants you to move in. And I just think that in balancing both of those worlds, um, it is so important to keep an idea of, uh, of what God defines as success. Like what is God saying about um, success? Because the music industry, any industry can, can kind of, you know, sap you dry, like it just suck you dry. And, um, that's why it's so important to schedule times of rest and margin and just say, you know what, I actually don't feel, um, uh, an excitement for that thing in particular. I don't think that that's a yes for me. I think it's going to be a yes for someone else. I'm actually going to say no and, and see what God has. Maybe it's just, Maybe that's just a weekend of rest, you know, because that's really important. And I can't say that enough for people who are in ministry. I, I really love that the how you've elevated the local church as a place of community and not just a place of yeah. location. Yeah. I think that's right. a struggle for many of us. Yeah. And that's why I think a lot of my artists, friends, and people I've known, they, it's, either, it's either I'm getting paid to do this or I'm not there at all. Right. And it's just, you know, so the local church doesn't exist. I think what I'm hearing from you to just be a place of vocation or to lead worship, but also to be plugged in to a community so you can be ministered to and grow as a believer. Yeah. Yeah. So you can yeah. do what God's called you to do outside the church or anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, I couldn't have said it better, but that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I, I mean, we never stop growing, and the minute that we think we do, then we're in trouble, you know? Um, the minute we stop thinking that we need people around us um, that will speak truth into our lives, that will love us and walk alongside of us, um, that's the moment that we get ourselves into trouble. And I think um, that's why God established the church, so that um, we're not we're not islands, we're not um, trying to figure this out on our own, but... Um, we've got people around us, younger and older, um, people who are more mature than us and less mature so that we can be poured into and so that we can also pour into those people as well on a regular basis, not just I come in for a weekend, I pour into people and then I leave. Yeah. But on a regular basis, I have because that's the thing. Like you look at Jesus's ministry. He had 12 people, 12 dudes that he was pouring into constantly. They were his closest circle but he also had people that he would he would just meet one time and he would touch their lives and it made a lasting impact but he didn't have you know one-on-one everyday 
communion with those people when he walked the earth, right? right. So I think that it's it's just the same, like, why would I, as um, in being in ministry and wanting to carry um, the weight of the truth of the gospel everywhere I go, why would I think that I can do that without having an intimate relationship with the Father and close relationships with people, uh, a core group of people that are speaking into my life, you know? That's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, one last question for you, Meredith, and yeah. uh, and I know you've got little little kiddos inside. So, but let's just say you know, at some point we were all pretty young worship leaders. Uh, I don't know that we are anymore, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> speak for yourself. Uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting old. Y'all are still very young. Mm. That's great. Um, but. Uh, what would, what would you say to the young worship leader, you know, just if you had one thing that you could leave us with today to a worship leader that's listening to this thinking, gosh, I want to grow in this area or I want to, you know, build a ministry that's blah, 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 or whatever that thing is, what, what, what advice would you give? Yeah, the thing that pops in my head <clears throat> is what the Lord said to me when I was 17 years old. When I went to a Rebecca St. James concert and, got a, and, I, and I said, God, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> And the Lord said to me so clearly, he said, Meredith, be faithful where I've placed you. And at the time I was leading worship for our youth group. Um, we had a, a youth ministry every Saturday night and I was playing keys and leading worship and, um, and writing, you know, songs that weren't really worth being recorded, but I was writing them cause you got to start somewhere. And, um, and that was the thing that the Lord kept reminding me of in every season and every, um, Every time I would move on to a different thing, like when I went to Liberty, when I went to Harvest, when I signed a record deal, the Lord just said, be faithful where I've placed you, be faithful where I've placed you. And that's it because when we're young, I mean, every season, I believe that God is wanting to take us to a deeper place with him, in him. And so being faithful means serving in capacities that um, maybe you didn't really sign up for. It might mean cleaning the bathroom at your church sometimes because it's a small church and nobody else is is there to do it. It might mean running a bunch of copies and you're like, but I'm supposed to be writing songs and leading worship from a stage. And God's like, no, I want you to actually, I want you to get your hands dirty and I want you to know what it means to serve me in the secret place. And I want you to know what it means to put in some time behind closed doors, doing the thing that you don't necessarily feel quote unquote called to do, but I've actually called you to it in this season because I'm doing something in your heart and it's building your character and it's preparing you for the platform that I want to one day give you, but you're not ready to walk on it yet. You're not ready to stand there yet because I have to develop your character and your integrity and your prayer life. And I, I mean, like I just, I'm so passionate about this because if we are not willing to dig in our heels and get our hands dirty and to dig deeper and deeper into the presence of God and the word of God and, um, and in serving God in ways that aren't pretty and aren't glamorous, um, then when we are, when we step foot on a platform, um, then our character will not be able to sustain us. We'll get burned out, um, there will be moral failure. There will be um, just, it will just be empty. Does that make sense? Like I, uh, I'm not projecting doom on anyone. I'm just saying, if you want to lead worship, if you want to lead people into the presence of God, it is, you have to realize the weight of it. It is no small thing. It's not 
a dream that gets fulfilled because, um, you know, you get up on stage and, and, and lead songs at church because a dream wasn't fulfilled elsewhere. You know, like you wanted to be an artist, you wanted to be a songwriter, you wanted to be a musician, but it didn't work out in mainstream or, you know, CCM or whatever. And so you settled for being a worship leader. If that's your mindset, then I would say, just go play. I would come down to Nashville and play on Broadway every night. Like, because we need worship leaders in our churches who have a heart for the people of God and have a heart to see them encounter God. And you're not going to have that heart unless you spend time with God and you spend time doing the things that Jesus did. And he washed his disciples feet and he poured into his people and to his disciples, even when they were stubborn and hard headed and they didn't get it. And I'm sitting in my minivan crying because I'm so proud. <laughs> yeah. <about it>. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, I love it. But, and I would also say too, that, um, as, as young worship leaders, you know, when, when you do step on that stage and when you are calling people to worship, um, just be very careful in the way that you do that. Because, you know, when I was first starting out, when I was really young and I first come to harvest, I used to keep my eyes closed all the time. And I still love to close my eyes most of the time when I'm leading worship, but I also want to be aware of what's happening in the room, what God is doing in the hearts of people. And if I need to kind of give an encouragement um, to the people, but my past pastor James asked me one day, he said, why do you always close your eyes and worship? And I was like, well, just because, you know, I'm, I'm, it's just me and Jesus. I'm just worshiping the Lord. And I'm kind of getting lost in the presence of God. He's like, I love that you get lost in the presence of God. But in that moment, when there's a thousand people in the room, you have to be, you have to understand the reality that it is no longer just you and Jesus, (laughs) that it's just you and Jesus when you're at home and you're, you know, worshiping the Lord, just you and him. But when there's people looking to you, you have to be aware of what's going on. So we're not invisible because I used to say that I just want to be invisible, you know, but the reality is I'm not, the Lord has put me in that position. And so now the question that I have to ask myself is what am I doing with my visibility? Am I calling attention to myself or am I pointing people to Jesus? And, um, yeah. And I think that those are the two things <laughs> that, that come to mind to say, um, just be faithful where you are. Um, and then what are you doing with your visibility? And it all comes back to, um, your private worship preceding your public worship, become a worshiper long before you're a worship leader. Um, don't do it because you love music. Do it because you love Jesus and you love his people. That's really good. That's really good. Well, thank you so much for your time, Meredith, and just taking, yeah, taking the time you. out of your day. And it's been such a great conversation with you. And uh, I'm looking forward to finally getting to, to see you in person at some point soon. And Yeah, me uh, too. Well, thank you guys so much for letting me do this. It was awesome to talk with you. I love what you're doing. So just blessings on what you're doing and how you're impacting the church and worship leaders around the country. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks, Meredith. Have yeah. an amazing day. Sure. God bless you guys. You too. See ya. Bye. Bye.